Rack and Fin Radio with Tom P. WPG Talk Radio 95.5. Last call for sea bass until July 1st. Hey, you're inside Rack and Fin Radio with me, Tom P. Father's Day weekend, July 18th and 19th. Happy Father's Day to all. Yes, uh, tomorrow the first portion of the sea bass season closes 10 at 13 inches. Okay, now from July 1st to August 31st, it drops to two fish, still to 13 inches. Tom P, is it even worth it for two fish? Hell yeah, man. You're drifting for fluke a little deeper water. So we're going to be plagued with shorts in close. And add a couple of uh, couple of sea bass to the cooler to, uh, you know, bolster up that, that frying pan action. Hey, shout out to Rebecca McNeil. Congratulations. She is the granddaughter of Ed Markowski from the New Jersey Outdoor Alliance. She is now a second lieutenant graduate of West Point. Congratulations, Rebecca, and or lieutenant, I should say. And thank you for your service and future service. Let's get right to it. I'm perusing the Fish and Wildlife website. Notice you can't say Division of Fish and Wildlife anymore. And it's not even a Director of Fish and Wildlife anymore. Hmm, the Murphy machine moves on. Check this out. Under, under employment. Opportunity to apply for the New Jersey Governor's Appointed Atlantic States Marine Fisheries Commission, ASMFC. Oh, I said, wait a second. There's been some people waiting to get on. They're already approved, ready, ready to go. What's that? Murphy hasn't signed up. What's up with that? What's up with that? I know he had to be bouncing off satellites. I know so put a call into uh, Jim Hutchinson, managing editor of New Jersey and Delaware Bay edition of the Fisherman Magazine. I'm, I'm thinking, not to put him on the spot, I'm thinking he's going to have an editorial, an editor's log on this coming up real soon. Jimmy, thanks for joining us, man. Sorry for the short notice, but what the hell's going on? So I think uh, you might have mentioned that this is for the Marine Fisheries Council. This is for the for the governor's own appointee to the ASMFC. Oh, oh, okay. Oh. So, but that's even stickier. So you're oh. absolutely right. Yeah. Going oh. back to something that I frequently, frequently wrote about and have had a lot of arguments, debates, and discussions about, the fact that there are two missing members of the New Jersey Marine Fisheries Council have been missing since late in 2020. That's that. That still remains. There's right. still a couple of missing people there. So it's completely dysfunctional. This, they're advertising Tom Fody's position as the governor's appointee to the ASMFC. Mm-hmm. That's what this is. So I want you to keep this in mind because I, I, I and, and folks, Really think about this. At the Atlantic States Marine Fisheries Commission, ASMFC, every state along the Atlantic coast sends three people from their state to represent them. And each of those three people, they caucus for a single vote. So if, for example, the legislator or the legislative proxy for that state says A and the governor's appointee says B, the tiebreaker would be the person from the state which makes up number three, right? In New Jersey, there's a there's a push by the commercial sector, the commercial fishermen, the lobbying groups in New Jersey have gone to the governor and they said, we want our own representative there. We don't care if he's the legislator or the governor's appointee. And what they've been able to do through Murphy, and this is kind of my opinion, but the way I'm looking at this, they're saying, we want Fody out of there. So we want you to put somebody else in there with Fody. And Governor Murphy, in turn, has not named a legislator to be the third representative of the ASMFC. So every state right now has three people going to the ASMFC meetings, except, except New, New Jersey, Jersey, which only has two. 
We only have two because Adam Nawalski is currently on the sidelines. He's not a proxy to any legislator because we don't have a legislative appointment to ASMC. Talk wow. about how badly this looks. This is, the, this is the commission that manages our inshore fisheries, fisheries yeah. on a coastwide basis. And, and they're advertising for Tom because they want to replace Tom and they want to put a commercial guy in there. And the commercial guys are pretty much saying, until you get somebody else in there, we don't want the legislative position. They have made this into pure politics. I didn't do it. They did it. And Hutch, everything suffers across the board, especially the resource and the people paying for it, the fishermen. You know, you mentioned the Division of Fish and Wildlife. They've casually removed the word division yeah. from Division of Fish and Wildlife because division is a bad word. We don't want divisiveness. Yet, mm -hmm. this is the most divisive thing I've ever seen. They have The commercial guys uh, have, have been able to completely disrupt the ASMFC. They have been able to completely disassemble our Marine Fisheries Council by exactly, right. not having our appointments there either. That's what I was going at. I don't know why the commercial sector has decided to go to war with recreationals in the state of New Jersey, but that it sure seems like we are in the middle of a fight, and Murphy is allowing it to happen. And Jim, your point, when you uh, were with the RFA for five, six years, with having a great job there, was, you know, building a bridge with the commercial entities and working together. You always stress that. You, Jimmy Donofrio... Um, John DePerson, I always stress, you have to work with the commercials. They're not the enemy. In this, this case, it seems like they are. Well, what used to happen, and I give Jim Donofrio all the credit in the world for this, Jimmy went to battle with these guys. Oh, yeah. So when Jimmy publicly was saying, hey, look, we're, we're unified with these guys on this, on this particular argument, right? We're, we're, we're standing for the commercials here. Some people that didn't understand what was going on behind the scenes was like, why would Jimmy do that? And I can tell you why. Because behind the scenes, Jimmy was practically in fistfights with these guys. <laughs> yeah. So behind the scenes, it was like when, when the commercial guys tried to get one over on the wrecks, Jimmy behind the scenes made it real bad. I sat in meetings with him. I remember one sit down we have, it, it reminded me of an old mafia movie. <laughs> we were sitting there with, on two separate sides, and we almost came to blows. We almost actually had a fistfight in a club in a private room. And I watched Jimmy inside. And that's the problem now. We don't have that. Jimmy retired, and there's nobody willing to go do that fighting. And that's why these guys think they can run all over us. That's what happens. I say we get Jimmy out of retirement. Hutch, what do you think? <laughs> I have no comment. <laughs> Somebody's got to fight, though. We've got Absolutely. to pay attention. Yep. Because that, that's what's happening here. AS, this is an ASMFC position. Remember that. We only have two ASMFC people right now. And the, the second one is Tom Foti, the governor's appointee, mm. and Murphy wants to replace him at the urging of the commercial sector. So if any of my commercial buddies happen to be listening to your radio program now, I'm available today. Give me a shout. I'll probably be fishing, but I would love to talk to you. Hutch, it's bad. Hutch, very well said. Very well said. Uh, just uh, full disclosure, people, Tom Foti will be on uh, a little later segment of the program, but just strictly about the JCAA tournament. I know this was going on, and he does, he declined to talk about it just yet to see how these things unfold. But, yeah, Hutch, uh, Tommy told me the other night was going on. I said, Tom, keep it at that. Let's just talk the tournament. And a little later on, you know, what was uh, what was going to be happening. So thanks for breaking it, Hutch. Always depend on you. Breaking news, Jim Hutchison, managing editor, New Jersey and Delaware Bay, addition to Fisherman. Hope you get out to fish today with your, uh, your pop, Hutch. 
Looking forward to sneaking out at some point. Happy Father's Day, and uh, I'll be looking for your offshore report for the fishermen on Sunday afternoon. Are you, Hutch, you will get that in proper order. <laughs> in pro- well, when Hutch sends a memo, my hair, which I still have some, I'm surprised, goes like both, woo, goes straight up. The theme Marie says, you must have heard from Hutch, and there you go. <laughs> uh, you're Jim, a man. You do a great job. Jimmy, you take care. Thanks, man. God bless you. Yeah, Hutch Broke. Yeah, uh, Fuddy will be on again. We're talking to just the JCA tournament win, that, you know, that $50,000 fluke that was caught. Tom said, please, let's not talk about that. It was happening. I get, I get a little carried away, bounce off directions. You heard that. Hutch corrected me on that, and rightfully so. Fuddy's done a yeoman's job for years and years and years and years. This is the Murphy machine in movement. Okay, people, grab that cup, grab that Red Bull. Be right back. Rack and Finn Radio. When you need to know, it's WPG Talk Radio 95.5 and the WPG Talk Radio app. Rack and Finn Radio with Tom P. WPG Talk Radio 95.5. Now, last week we were talking transition with Captain Scott Newhall. Time out sport fishing charters. Fluke moving out. Well, the big ones are out on the deeper wrecks, rocks, reefs, rubble, shelves, whatever you want to call it. Yeah, what is a little chilly? But the big ones, the doormats and the area rugs are there. Called in a doormat and area rug cleaning specialist is Jerry Vessels. He's the owner and promoter of Wild of the Wildwood Fishing and Boating Expo. Man, that thing kicked ass last January. What a show that was. He's also owner of Three Girls Skirts Jig Company. Based out of Wildwood, he's a deep water fluke fishing expert. Want to talk some deep water tactics with him, especially on that, that back trouble. Man, those Rodan... Looking electric motors, man. <laughs> they are everywhere. Jerry Vessels, thanks for joining us. How you doing, man? Oh, good morning, Tommy P. I'm doing wonderful, man. Happy Father's Day weekend, everybody. It is going to be a, well, we had the uh, the blast of heat uh, on Friday, but it's going to be nice this coming week, Jerry, especially now we had spoken earlier last week. You said, yeah, Tom P., they are in transition coming out of Beijing. Now you're based down here in Wildwood, and there's a pretty good fluke fishery going on in the back, moving to, you know, Hereford Inlet, Cold Spring Inlet, what have you. But you maintain, and I have to agree, looking at your record, looking at your photos, looking at your catch books, big fluke are out on the structures now, and they are hungry, and they are going to eat. But it is not a matter of simply dropping that jig with some gulp down. It is a science. Uh, am I correct? You are correct. You, you got to work. And Jerry, you're, 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 you're talking some, some depths here, are you not? What are you figuring? Yeah, anywhere. I mean, normally, Tom, we're fishing anywhere from 55 to... 102, 103 on the quote inshore stuff. If we are going to push offshore and go out to the stuff that's, you know, right. down here, it's a long run, 30 miles. You're looking at 125 feet of water. Oof, for fluke. <laughs> that is something. Well, Jerry, as we discussed, the electric motor gig has changed the game entirely, has it not? It is. It's unbelievable. It was like the invention of radar. It's like everything changed. Uh, the back troll, Jerry. Now, what are we? Let's get to the specifics as far as what are we looking for bottom wise. And every once in a while, people, you all know, you get a big fluke on open bottom. That does happen, not infrequently, but just enough that okay, they are going to be on open water. But Jerry always maintain that these fish are creatures of the structures, correct? Yes, they're they're ambush predators. They're they're hiding out. You know, they nothing in nature wastes energy, as you see. Many African lions, they sleep 20 hours a day. Nothing in, in nature wastes energy. So these fish are in the best uh, ambush predator spots that you can find on the reef right off the, you know, 
right off your little structure, off your hard bottom, in the nooks and crannies and coral. They're, they're sitting there hiding, not wasting any energy with the tide and, and everything blowing right by them. And when that bait comes, they just ambush it and they, they hit it really hard, especially in that structure because they're not chasing it down like you're doing on open bottom. Right. Now, Jerry, this early in the big fluke game, the near shore and offshore big fluke game, what kind of cover specifically are you keying on? Is it just, Tommy Poo, we find cover, there's going to be flatfish on it. What's the dealio? It's literally you're you're checking your spots and you're you're looking for some bait like you're you're seeing the the little light lines on your your machine or something like that that's indicating some kind of bait or you're seeing some schooled bait fish uh, around the reef you know we were out the other day we saw some tinker mackerel and then saw schools of bunker you know so i mean it you're seeing that stuff on the top there's plenty of bait on the bottom and, and that area is going to be holding fish well, Jerry, specified tackle uh, for this type of fishing. What do you got? I'm Tommy. I'm I'm starting out like biggest thing is we're looking at uh, tidal conditions. Moon phase is huge because if the tide's running hard, oh yeah, you're probably going to have to go with a little bit bigger jig. Personally, I like to try. I, I try a three ounce first. That's that's my go to thing. If it if it feels like you're dragging a cannonball, chances are you are. You can drop down to two ounce, ounce and a half. Even in a hundred feet of water, an ounce and a half, you know, is is adequate. And I go up to four, sometimes six. I mean, I, I don't really like six that much in a private boat. You can get away with not going above four because you're mm-hmm. you're really in control of it. A party boat is something else where, you know, you're fishing on a head boat. You may need that six or eight ounce bomber that you're going to drop down there, and you know, because you're going to be drifting a lot faster than you would be in a private boat where I'm back trolling or you have the road in, which is just really keying you in and you're, mm-hmm. you're not even drifting with the road in. you're sitting right on top of the structure. Boom. And again, that's where I'm talking about that ambush predator. You're, you're bouncing that bait right in front of their face and it's not moving. It's going to trigger a strike. You're hitting them right on the head pretty much. Well, Jerry, pretty much specified rods for this. You're like seven foot, eight foot. Uh, Again, the, the jigging rods, everything is is changing a little bit, and you're seeing the rods get a little bit longer so that they have a nicer, uh, fast-action tip on them so that you can really bounce that jig without much flick of the wrist so you you don't go home and, you know, you have to ice your wrist up <laughs> at the end of the day. Ice your wrist and elbow on that, man, tendonitis. Well, Jerry, spinning or, you know, conventional casting? I'm, I'm a spinning guy. I have, you know, I have my round reels, whatever, and I do that as well. But any, any have, particular advantage to either one? Uh, not anymore. And I say that because of the engineering going into things and the, the reels now, it, it used to be the conventional reel had a much stronger drag than the spinning reel. Mm-hmm. Now that you have spinning reels with 40 pounds of drag on them, you know, a, a little 2,500 that you can get 22 pounds of drag on is, is crazy, but it's awesome at the same time, because again, you're jigging, you're holding this rod all day. You're not letting the rod holder do the work anymore. At the end of the day, you want to use the lightest, nicest, most comfortable feeling rod in your hand, you know, cause literally for six or eight hours, you're going to be jigging it all day. So you, you want the, the light, uh, graphite or, or carbon rods that mm-hmm. all day long, you're going to have it in your hand. So smaller is better, but again, seven footer, it's getting you plenty of action at the tip as opposed to the five foot boat rods where you're, you oh, really yeah. have to work it more. Jerry, any particular brands you prefer? You've been doing this a long time, so you've, you've you know the progression naturally get better tackle, you know whatever. Any particular brands that you like? I am 
I'm actually a big fan of tsunami. Tsunami right off go. the shelf at, mm-hmm. you know, literally a hundred bucks, 119 for a couple of rods that I have with the bigger conventional reels. But we were talking about reels there. And if I'm going light, I like the spinning rod. If I'm fishing ounce and a half, maybe two ounces, I'm going with a spinning rod, even a like a, a bait caster. I have pen bait casters that, you know, are phenomenal for the light stuff. Mm-hmm. The bigger stuff, I'm using a little bit bigger reel because I'm I'm changing my rod selection. I'm going from the rod that's three-eighths to ounce and a half uh, size rating to the rod that's two to four ounce rating. And, you know, like I said, it's, it's all a matter of preference and what you get comfortable with. But I, I do switch my rods up throughout the day as, as weather conditions permit. Jerry, at these depths, uh, goes without saying, braid or diffuse lines, correct? Yes. Now, how long, you, how long have you been doing this? Uh, the jigging, probably. Deep water. I was introduced to this by my cousin Joe probably 10 years ago, okay. and it was absolutely eye-opening. No, because I was wondering, I was you know, there in the industry when the craze, when uh, the spider wire came out, when the, the wire lines, but they had a Dacron before that, back in 93, 94. And I'm thinking, we were out there trying, we were off the rocks at Elberon. I was with the Abu Garcia guys at the time, and we're, this stuff is crazy. I'm thinking, well, when we got the deeper water situation, same thing with Togham. How do people catch fish with mono? <laughs> It, it, it's How do they almost, do it? I, I don't know a- anymore. I don't know where you're, you know, mono to me is, is for trolling. Mm-hmm. That's, that's all I use it for anymore. And I, I do have a couple of spools of mono that I keep on the boat just for leader material. Because again, like with the fluke, you can do fluorocarbon leaders and that's fantastic. But at the same time, a, a nice piece of 30 pound mono just as well, do, in do, my do opinion. the same thing, Jerry. For your uh, braided lines, uh, what brand and what pound test, bro? Suffix eight thirty two is is my go to. Anywhere from ten up to forty pounds. High vis or standard, Jerry? Standard green. I have the coastal camo. Mm-hmm. It's it, a, one of the relatively new colors, but you know, and even the high visibility camo or the darker colors. I, Fluke aren't leader shy. Right. That's what I'm saying. You know, the thing with the fluorocarbon, I get all this stuff, and I this was, believe me, way back when I wrote the all the press releases and programs for cigars. I know my fluorocarbon up, down, and sideways. I'm a proponent of pink fluorocarbon for a reason. That sometime when we get a, someone from Seagar or with another company on here, I'll explain. But, Jerry, yeah, for the fluke, they don't, like you said, they don't know what fishing line is. They're keyed in on that bait, on that on that squid skirt, bucktail, whatever, and that strips, uh, strip bait or, or, you know, gulp. So, and you're saving money because you're going to get yeah. hung up naturally. Okay. Hey, Jerry, Robert gets a hard break and you hang in. I want to talk uh, structured and let's get into some of your jigs and the applications for the deep water jigging. Got it? Yes, sir. Okay, people, grab that cup, grab that red. We'll be right back with Jerry Vessels, three girl skirts, jigs, man. Oh, I'm they, here. they work deep water. Be right back. The WPG Talk Radio app is your connection to South Jersey's talk station. Get free, unlimited local and statewide news from New Jersey's largest radio news team. Download all of our local shows as podcasts and more. Powered by Ambient Comfort. For installation to repairs and maintenance, give Ambient Comfort Heating and Cooling a call today at 856-213-6586. AmbientComfortNJ.com. The New Jersey Transit Police Department reminds you that we all need to work together to keep our transit system safe. 
Reports suspicious activity to the New Jersey Transit Police Department at 1-888-TIPS-NJT or text your report to NJTPD. Your attention is our most valuable asset. If you ride the train or bus or if you live or work near a station, be alert and aware of your surroundings. If something doesn't feel right, it probably isn't. Report any suspicious activity that you see or encounter to the New Jersey Transit Police Department at 1-888-TIPS-NJT or text your report to NJTPD. New Jersey Transit urges you to help us keep our transit system safe and reminds you that we all need to work together and be aware of our surroundings. Once again, to report suspicious activity to the New Jersey Transit Police, dial 1-888-TIPS-NJT or text your report to NJTPD. Together, we can and keep our transit system safe. I can't believe this view! And with the third largest observation wheel in the country, it happens at Steel Pier. Good times are the reason to be here this season. Come for the rides, come for the ocean, come for the funnel cakes, come for our all-new crab house featuring a raw bar, fresh local seafood, Alaskan king crabs, and lobster rolls. Come to where the fun is at Steel Pier. Check out the most spectacular view of the area from your climate-controlled cabin. Or take to the sky with the only helicopter rides on the Jersey Shore. Steel Pier is where the fun is. If you want to plant your feet on the ground, there's over 24 rides and attractions. This includes bars with live music daily. Come to Steel Pier for your wedding, corporate event, or whatever party you want to have. On the boardwalk across from the Hard Rock Casino in Atlantic City. Online at SteelPier.com. For adults, for kids, for adults that want to feel like kids. Steel Pier is where the fun is. I can't wait to get to this music festival. You do have the tickets, right? Relax. Got them right here. Three days of music? Here we come. And three days without a shower. Yay. Please tell me you remembered to put on deodorant this time. Relax. Yes, I did. In fact, I just started using a new body wash and deodorant called Myro. Euro. What? No, Myro. M-Y-R-O. It won an eco-conscious award in Runner's World. Does it really work? Myro works great, even at the gym. Stop flexing before you hurt yourself. Myro's got all natural fragrances and no aluminum or sulfate, so I don't get those rashes anymore. Huh, cute and smart. I might just keep you after all. New customers can try Myro today for just $10. Visit MyMyro.com. Use the promo code RADIO to subscribe to any deodorant or body wash starter kit for just $10. Shipping includes. That's promo code radio. Visit mymyro.com. Your skin and the planet will thank you. Zero down, zero down, zero down toward the purchase of any new or certified pre owned Nissan at Matt Black Nissan. Oh, yeah, it's on at Matt Black Nissan. It's on at Matt Black Nissan. Stuck in a loan or lease? AJ the trade man can get you released even if you owe thousands more than it's worth. Just because you don't see your Matt Black Nissan on the lot. Doesn't mean you can't drive it home tomorrow with zero down and 1.9% financing, even on certified pre-owned. And don't forget, AJ the Trade Man will get you more for your trade so you can drive a brand new Nissan. And of course, the Matt Platt Nissan peace of mind. Four-day love it or leave it return policy only at MattPlattNissan.com. Unapproved tier one credit through NEMAC. Negative equity will be refinanced into a new vehicle. Plus tax tag and 479.3 offers can be combined. Call 877-289-6670 or go to MattPlattNissan.com for complete details. Offer ends 7-3-2022. It's on at Matt Platt Nissan on the Black Horse Pike. A Harbor Township. Big down payments. Thousands down. We interviewed the victims. Tell us what happened, ma'am. Well... 
I said to myself, self, go to the all-new Springfield, Springfield Mitsubishi, Atlantic City. Every vehicle's just one dime down. And then? I ended up at some other dealer. Why? They had guaranteed credit. Let me guess, $4,000 down. Yeah, four grand. Next time, go to Springfield Mitsubishi of Atlantic City. Springfield Mitsubishi knows it's a crime to pay more than a dime. Every vehicle, one dime down. But my credit stinks. Just ask for credit amnesty. If you bring home $350 a week, you could get up to $25,000 in credit. It's a crime to pay more than a dime. Every vehicle, one dime down. At the all-new Springfield Mitsubishi, Atlantic City. In Pleasantville. SpringfieldMitsu.com. Springfield MITS. New 22 Mirage, 16.4, dine down, 249 a month for 72 months at 3% APR, plus tax tag title to qualified buyers. WPG Talk Radio 95.5 FM and 1450 AM, South Jersey's talk station. Here we go, look out below, back inside Rack and Fin Radio with me, Tom P. Father's Day weekend, Joyce on is Jerry Vessels, owner-promoter, Wildwood Fishing and Boating Expo, which kicked ass that weekend in January, this past January, also owner of Three Girl Skirts, Jigs, he's a deep water fluke expert. And uh, we were just talking about the Wildwood uh, Country Festival that's going on at our country music festival. I told him, Jerry, I'm not a country music fan. I'm just getting sick and tired. Sick and freaking tired, people. Especially you women out there being mistaken for Blake Shelton. You know what I'm saying, Jerry? <laughs> it happens all the time. Uh, that is a problem that only you would have. Only or I would, you would have. You would be the only one complaining about that, <laughs> I, I should say. Well, that's me, you know what I mean? Come on, I'm racking Finn Ray. I'm not some country guy. So, Jerry, let's get yeah. let, hey, let's get back. More importantly, listeners, these jigs, squid skirts, not the bucktail. I'm I'm totally sold on the squid, squid skirts, your jigs, Jerry. Go into why, and you've been doing this for years, and you're, you supply charter captains, private angles, all but why the squid skirts as opposed to the bucktails? Uh, basically, lifespan of the jig, Tom. You're you're getting action. You know, don't get me wrong. A uh, beautiful handmade bucktail is a beautiful piece of. It's artistic. However, if the reef is hungry, it doesn't matter. You're putting spark plugs down there. It's going to take your jig. Yep. And, and that's that's the bottom line as far as going and fishing in the heavy structure. And you're if you're in the quote right area, you're losing tackle. If you're losing tackle at that rate. You know, which sometimes it, it's heartbreaking, even when I'm making my own jigs and you're saying, holy crap, we lost, yeah. <laughs> you know, 25 jigs today. Yeah. But at the same time, that's, that's where them fish are hiding. Like I said, the ambush predators, you're, you're losing them. It takes me three, four minutes to make a, a jig with a squid skirt on it. And I'm mm -hmm. getting plenty of action off of a five inch skirt hanging mm -hmm. off the back of that jig head compared to, you know, when I used to tie jigs it was 12 minutes of skirt or 12 oh. minutes of jig head, you know, start to finish with, and this is start to finish epoxy and everything else on there. And when you're looking at someone calls me from a charter boat and says, Hey, I need 600 jig heads. And I'm thinking 600 jig heads at 12 minutes a piece. That's yeah. I'll, I'll get them to you when I'm 70. <laughs> so there, listen, that without the, the squid skirts too, they're removable like the silicone skirts on, on the bashings. And I give you a little more uh, versatility factor. Absolutely. And, and you talk about the silicone skirts with the, the bass, the versatility now, again, with the skirt tabs and everything else, any kind of color that you can imagine, you can order. And I actually sell more jig heads naked. And, mm -hmm. you know, what I mean, naked, no skirts on them and put their own preference on there because it, it would be impossible for me to have 
the amount of color patterns out there now because of the introduction of the skirt tabs is it, it's go. limitless. There you go. You know, so a lot of people and, and even putting a skirt tab on it, it's as simple as literally quote from uh, Jaws, you know, give it a number nine piano wire and, and you go to Michael's and get a little bit of wire and you you wrap it on there, a little dab of crazy blue. Right. And now you, you, you have your skirt and, and the color that you desire. Uh, Jerry, so that is. Uh, you, you just mentioned color here. Not to interrupt you because, you know, I wish I had a whole show for you here, but we don't. We're going to get you. We're going to get you back sometime middle of the summer, especially during the upwelling. And that, that's a that's a tough bite and a tough go. So I'm going to uh, oh. lean on you for that. But, Jerry, listen, when you say color, now I'm not talking what you're using. You know, Gulp listeners, the six and now the new eight inch. They have that iridescence, fluorescence, whatever built in. So even at those depths, 100 feet, fish are seeing that color scent and they're seeing that color. But you're color of the jig head. I've seen some guys with your product, using your product on their boats. Again, like you said, just want the plain naked jig. Tom P, color, even even the glow color, colors don't make a difference. We're getting down there in the, in the, by the casing doors, the reef balls, the, the concrete rubble. Not going to make a difference. The, the, the colors in the bait. What do you think? I I couldn't agree more. I, I've got three charter guys that are, one is probably the most dialed in all around fisherman, period, you know, with fishing fever, Adam bomb stalker charters down here in Cape may are just, they're synonymous with catching fish. One guy wants plain white jig head, no eyes. The other guy mm. eyes, white jig head. The other guy plain lead. Don't even paint it. Don't put eyes on it. Don't do anything. Mm-hmm. It's the action of the jig way more than the color. Anything you're, you're getting a Senate bait, whether you're using a strip bait, which I, I still like to use meat, you know, like right. uh, I do, do the uh, gulp as well, but I like meat. You have the uh, strip bait. You're getting the scent coming off of it. Spearing gives off a little bit of scale, some oil coming off of them. Mm-hmm. Obviously, the gulp has the scent. That's what they're going after. They're going after movement, a little bit of scent, and and that's what's that's what's triggering that bite more so than what it looks like. Okay, Jerry, now, when you mentioned <clears throat> with your electric motor, the Rodans, where you're on top of it, you're basically bouncing it right in front of the face. What is, what's the situation? What kind of action are you imparting when you are in a drifting situation? Not stationary bouncing, when you're moving. What do you got, man? When I'm when you're moving, and again, this is where that you're, you're looking at your offshore buoy forecast to try to get the wind, wave, height, swell direction, everything Bingo. Bingo. where it, it all matters because you can have a wave coming at you from, you know, the, the south, but then you have a, a swell coming out of the east. And it makes conditions a, a lot different than what you're thinking. Or you look at wind, wave, height, and it's like, oh, it's a, a one-foot job or one, you know, one footer every six seconds, no big deal. Then you look at the swell and it's a, a four foot swell every six seconds. And now all of a sudden you're like, you're right. Hey, you know what? All of a sudden it, it's a game changer as far as what your plans are going to be or what it's, what's happening. And, and here, if it's, if it's blowing pretty good, I'm not going to, I'm not going any more than eight miles off the beach just simply because of the, the weather conditions, but also mm-hmm. the water depth you're getting in that hundred feet of water and you're constantly coming up off bottom you're you're just going to be feeding the jigs to the ra- to yeah. the reef. Jerry, on your electronics, you're looking at the bottom breaks, like the breaks in the structure. Looking at at the structure, and and again, you you want to dial in and and zoom in as much as you can. And sometimes the if you're not used to it, it's a little bit of a pain in the butt because you're zoomed in so much that you overcompensate for everything. By the time the machine catches up to what you're doing, mm-hmm. you're you know, like I said, sometimes the newer stuff you don't have to worry about it that much, but 
you overcompensate sometimes and and it's you're you're looking for little bumps, little snags, anything, even, you know, quote what we call hard bottom, which is Carl or something like that. Right. Where it'll come up white on the screen where it's it's really hard and them areas hold a ton of fish. There may not be that much structure there, but there's little holes and everything else and, and they just hold fish more so than the the sandy bottom. Jerry, water clarity, water temperature dictate the movement you put on that jig? Not so much because you can have you can have visibility at the surface. You know, if you're 60 feet down, you might see 15 feet down and think like, wow, it's really clear. But then you're getting down on the bottom and it's it's still a little churned up or something like that. So I, I like the same action all the time, just getting a rhythm. You know, the, you'll see, see a video of Jerry Rice catching a football. Every time he caught a football, he packed it away under his arm like he was taking off downfield mm-hmm. every single time. You go fishing, do the same thing every single time because it it's proven that it works. And you you get the technique that you find works for you, do it every single time. And it's constantly, constantly got that jig head moving. And while you're while you're at it, some people they don't like the teaser or feel that it's not worth it. But fluker looking up, you know, I, I mean they, they yeah. you you put that teaser on there, and again, the teaser a lot of times will have a lot more action than your hair bucktail, the squid skirt, anything, that teaser, a little quarter ounce, three eighths ounce, two feet above is, is again, it's deadly. It's, it's just something that's, it's a wounded duck. Okay, Jerry. Okay, Jerry, we're up against a hard break in this segment, but I want to ask you, Jerry, the end game, you have a six, seven, eight, ten pound, a double digit fluke coming up, well hooked or not so well hooked. What's the, uh, what's the deal in getting him in the boat or in the boat, I should say. Her, yes. Uh, big net, Tom. Big net. Do not get the, the 695 crab net with the wooden handle on it because <laughs> your fish of a lifetime it is going to splash you and say goodbye. He said that for my and benefit, people. <laughs> I, I, listen, I, last week I actually lost my net. I, oh. I didn't stow it away properly and I lost it. I went to the local shop. I paid 120 bucks for a new net. Right. Like I, I've got a, it's got a 36 inch basket on it for what equates to a 17 inch fluke. But you get that 30 inch fluke, a 36 inch basket is not that big any longer. Mm-hmm. So end game, big net, big fish. It's a, a winning combination, big net, small fish. It's a combination for heartbreak. Okay. Jerry, before I let you go, <clears throat> let's discuss uh, this past January's incredibly successful wildwood expo you had you did an incredible job you had uh the guy from uh, wicked tuna down oh, my, the Marciano, awesome, my, my italian goombata there <laughs> what are the plans uh, for this this uh or i should say next january coming up we are coming back again in january january was incredibly successful it was the best show that we ever had uh everybody was happy vendor wise everybody we sold more rods than i ever seen you know Boat inventory, again, is, is going to be a tough subject, and I'd, I want more, but we're coming back January 7th and 8th of 2023, which sounds bizarre to say 2023 already, but well, yeah. we will be back. Well, Jerry, I, I saw at the expo, the time the, the lovely DeMarine stopped it, we stopped it, was that uh, early Saturday afternoon, stayed till closing. I saw sold signs on uh, on the boats. We do the, the one round, come around the second round, and Demery said that sold wasn't on that boat, you know, an hour ago. 
So you you we, moved you moved some vessels there, vessels. <laughs> oh, it, it was uh, again the best. It's <laughs> good. I like the pun. No pun intended, right? Uh, we we had the best show we ever had, and and we sold seventeen boats in fifteen hours, which at a, a small show is fantastic. You know that mm-hmm. that was. 50% increase from what it normally is, Sure, you know? So again, and, and that was with the limited inventory, it's still the boating industry is, I, I hope that this isn't the future of how things are where it's very limited on inventory on everything. But at the same time, I went to that other show too, and it was about 40% smaller, which no. I, I don't like to see that, nope. you know, I'd, you, you need to see everybody be successful. And, and it was, a little bit eye-opening as far as where the industry is heading. So, well, it'll iron itself out, Jerry. I remember the early '90s that re- that was a, a full-blown recession we had. They're short but intense, so it'll iron its way out. Listeners, three girl skirts. Check out the Facebook page. Great product is squid skirts, and uh, hope you learn some tactics. Deep water fluking from Jerry. Clean up those doormats and area rugs. Jerry, we'll see you sometime in the coming weeks. You know me, I'll be hanging at the dock with the crab drop line in the net. You and Dee Marie, man, are out there uh, getting some dinners for us. How's that? Absolutely. I was just going to say that. I'll, I'll, we will wave as we're we're leaving the dock, Tom. Catch you later, and I, man. When we're, all right. Thanks, see you, and by the way, how's that lovely family? Oh, they're doing great. I'm getting stared at right now by Miss Krabby. She's she's got basketball today, some AAU basketball. We'll see you, man. Take care. So, all right. Thank you, Tommy. See you. Jerry Vessels, Three Girl Skirts. Grab that cup. Grab that rebel. Be right back. Rack and Fin Radio. Deep Water Fluke. And, man, it is an art form. WPG Talk Radio 95.5. Fox News. I'm Jill Nato. Two Americans, Andy Wynn and Alexander Druki, who went missing in Ukraine last week, appearing in a video on Russian state TV. Druki with a message for his mom and his dog. Mom, I just want to let you know that I'm alive and um, I hope to be back home as soon as I can be. So love diesel for me. Love you. The two reportedly being held by Russian-backed separatists in eastern Ukraine. The Food and Drug Administration says yes to COVID vaccines for young children and infants. Now there's one more step to go before kids get their shots. A CDC review is expected to concur. These would be specially formulated vaccines by Pfizer, BioNTech or Moderna. Vaccine doses would be available in most places starting next week. Eben Brown, Fox News. America's listening to Fox News. Your WPG Talk Radio 95.5 AccuWeather forecast for South Jersey. Mostly sunny today, windy and cooler with a high 75. Clear skies for tonight with a low 56. Plenty of sunshine tomorrow with a refreshing breeze and a high of 76. And Monday, an abundant amount of sun with a high of 81. I'm AccuWeather's Gregory Patrick on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. Rack and Fin Radio with Tom P. WPG Talk Radio 95.5. Well, last week we had the Jersey Coast Anglers 26th Annual Fluke Tournament. Again, statewide, seven ports, what have you. And one of the big hooks, pun intended, of this tournament was the $50,000 grand prize, $25 Calcutta, you know, in addition to the uh, um, entry fee, if someone caught a 12-pound-plus fluke. Well, for years, no one did. Actually, one guy did, but he wasn't in the Calcutta, so he lost out on money. Boo on that. Well, this year, 
Guy struck gold, man. Got a 12-pound plus, $50,000 plus, because he also won some Calcutta's and Port Prize. Joining us online right now is good friend of Rack and Radio. He's just recently on. It's rare to get him this close. Together. He's all over the place. Is Tom Foti. Tom's a legislative chairman for the JCAA and also the New Jersey State Federation Sportsman's Club. And he's recently reappointed for another three years with the Marine Fisheries Advisory Council, NOAA, and the U.S. Secretary of Commerce. And he's also the governor's appointee to the Atlantic States Marine Fisheries Commission, among many other tasks that he does for free, I might add. Tommy, how you doing? Congratulations on a successful tournament, brother. Yeah, it was a good thing. It was really nice to have the tournament back after a two-year hiatus, and it was a lot of fun. And, and, we, and a guy from Spotswood, I don't catch his name, but, man, did he lay it down. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the guy from Spotswood, uh, Ted Graos, I mean, he was up in Sandy Hook, and he was in the area that I have actually caught the biggest fluke I ever saw on a boat. I didn't catch it. Jay Watson caught it. But that was an 11-pound fluke by the Verrazano Bridge, and he managed to come in with a 12-4. And that fish is worth $50,000. I mean, he passed his polygraph test. So it should be no problem getting this $50,000. And so that makes it nice for the boat. I mean, those guys <laughs> yeah. make a nice penny with the Calcutta. Right. They're, they're about 50, I think it's 55 or $56,000. $56,000. $1,000. $1,000. I'm not used to talking about thousands of dollars. I mean, the tournament this year, we didn't have a lot of boats. So Jersey Coast, I'm hoping we break even on running the tournament. Mm -hmm. But we basically are giving out probably almost between eighty dollars and $100,000 in prizes between door that prizes. That is amazing. The boat motor and trailer, the, you know, we from Yamaha, we got Penn Fishing Tackle gave us nice rods and reels we're giving for the second and third prizes. The Engel Cooler mm -hmm. gave us nice. I mean, it really turned out to be a great tournament and it's, you know, a great night at resorts. We're basically going to give away boat, motor, and trailer. So it's really a, a good thing. Tom, this this gentleman winning this, you know, the the, uh, the, the grand prize, whatever, you know, the 50000 in addition to whatever, the Calcutta money is, that is a great shot in the arm PR-wise for the JCA, all the work you do, the organization. And this is definitely going to be, oh, I think next year, I think we're going to go into that. Well, yeah. I mean, yeah, next year I'm looking at we should have more boats. Absolutely. We should have better prizes. I mean, you know, it's hard for manufacturers. And we won't have, hopefully, thank God, $6 a gallon gas price over $6 a gallon at marinas. And we won't have the, you know, the the, the crazy fluke regulations that we have. But, <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 that's all I say about the fluke regulations New Jersey has. But, yeah. It's just, that's funny, man. <laughs> I mean. My fishing partner is Dr. Eleanor Hannock, you know, who sits on the marine fisheries. And we discussed the fluke regulations. But as, as we were on the boat, and I had some good fishermen on the boat, because I fished the tournament, Don Morans, Bill Brown, myself, and Eleanor, and the captain, Fletcher Chase, the only one to catch fluke was Eleanor. She had five fluke, and she actually had one keeper. But we had two smaller fish to win a prize. Tommy, so women, have, women have the touch, man. We all know that. Jeez. I know. I mean, I'm a striped bass fisherman. I'm not a fluke fisherman. <laughs> <laughs> well, Tommy, how does this augur for the JCA? I mean, membership-wise, this should this is definitely pump things up for you. Absolutely. Yeah, I'm, I'm, and we're trying to revitalize. I mean, any any club out there that wants one of us to come up and do a PowerPoint presentation on what Jersey Coast, we will get somebody there, whether it be mm -hmm. me, John Toth, or Mark Taylor. We need young blood. As Tom and I talk about all the time, I'm the sixth youngest board member of Jersey Coast, and I'm 75 years old. Yeah. Two Marantzes, which, you know, basically are involved all the time, 
are both 80. Bill Brown's 80. John Totes, 76 or 77. Right. Paul, Paul Torrey is 78, so at 75, I come in sixth. <laughs> wow. Well, Don, listen, back to the tournament again. This, this was the 26th annual last week, listen, by the way. And so the topic is the gentleman who won the, um, I guess the grand prize, whatever you want to call that, $50,000 bonus for a 12-pound uh, flatty. Well, Tom, overall, money-wise, I mean, from I remember the heyday back. I fished in 2001, 2000, one of the first tournaments. And it's got to be 1,100 boats or something. To now, the impact now with this big fish getting caught and fifty six, fifty seven thousand dollars, whatever, uh, going home with the guy and the crew. I mean, that has to be a good shot in the arm, no? Yeah, I mean, it, it shows that it's all possible. It's a possible. You, you get lucky, catch a fish, and you win fifty thousand. I mean, they're probably going to raise the rates on our insurance policy next year. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's right. Oh, my God. <laughs> I mean, yeah. uh-huh. This year was like $3,500. That's what we had to pay just to get the insurance policy. I mean, and basically next year, I could imagine they say, or raise the uh, raise the poundage. But, we, you know, we've had 14-pound fluke caught right. this tournament years ago. And they were caught in Shark River from a rowboat. <laughs> I remember. I remember reading that saying, and I, oh, I, I know the area where the guy caught. The, well, he was a local sharpie, though, wasn't he? Did he fish like yes. three days a week or something? I mean, you know, <laughs> there's guys that fish nothing but fluke, and they enjoy it, and they they know what they're doing. But it also leads for the the you know we're always hoping that we get the big fish, and plus each port this year had a lot of port prizes. Oh my god, were, yeah, and they were basically good value prizes. I mean. The last pay's prize was still worked over two hundred dollars, and the entry fee is only one hundred and seventy-five dollars. The first prize was twelve hundred, right? Four hundred and fifty dollars. Then there was two rods and reels worked from Penn that were worth uh, almost four hundred dollars. So it's really been really good prize list and everything else, and we should be we're celebrating. We're celebrating a good year, and it's a nice. You know, after two and a half years of the pandemic and basically being locked up and sure. not doing tournaments and things like that, even this year because of the gas prices. And the low participation, most tournaments have been canceled. Jersey Coast decided, actually, because we looked at the numbers, and you, you remember what the numbers were. We had 40 well, boats in. I says, yeah, we're going to lose right. a lot of money. And he says, you know what? We'll just go forward. We don't care. We win or lose money on the tournament. Good attitude. I like that. Yeah. Celebrate the 26 years. Celebrate coming out of the, the pandemic. Okay, Tom. Okay, Tom, it's wrapping this up here. So I want to say, again, listen, especially after canceling, a special thank to resorts. Correct, Tom? Yeah, resorts has really come through for us. They gave us one of the seventh place pause prizes as a night at their thing. But we canceled two years in a row, and we told them we're going to be low this year. They said, we don't care. We're giving you the big ballroom. We're going to put the boat. We don't care there's only 200 of you in there. We know that in in a couple of years, you'll be back to 1,700. So that's what we're looking forward to, back celebrating with resorts, celebrating with Yamaha, celebrating with Penn, and celebrating with the rest of our sponsors. Cody, I, I know you're. I know you're internal driving this. I'm thinking you're going to go want to get back to the what the eleven or twelve ports that you had and all that stuff. Am I wrong? You're you're right, and I want to get back to <laughs> thousand people like we used to have the biggest tournament on the right. East Coast. Well, Tommy, congratulations again, listeners. The JCA tour. Thank you. Give it some thought for next year. A gentleman won a twelve point four five pound fluke. And he took, he's taking home, he and the crew, I guess, fifty six, fifty seven thousand dollars One fish can win it. Tommy, great uh, great uh, words on that. You, you did and I'll wonderful. be talking to you soon. Okay, you got it, T. We'll see you. Bye. Yeah, one drift, one bite, and boom. A big, nice rise in the checkbook. Be right back.
Rackinfin Radio. If you're wondering what to do with your money in these unusual economic times, or if you have questions about retirement planning, IRAs, 401ks, or taxes, then listen to The Heart of Your Money, Saturday morning at 8 on WPG, featuring author and financial expert Joe Yakovich. The Heart of Your Money will focus on you, your family, and your financial portfolio. The Heart of Your Money with Joe Yakovich, Saturday morning at 8 on WPG Talk Radio 95. 5.5 WPG Talk Radio 95.5 FM and 1450 AM South Jersey's Talk Station. Hey, wrapping up Father's Day weekend, Rack and Fin Radio with John Arnold, President of United Bow Hunters in New Jersey. Topic is Assembly Bill A3732, introduced by freshman Assemblywoman Shama A. Hader, District 37 up there in Bergen County, and the ramifications if this thing ever gets legs on what we'll do to bow hunting and then eventually hunting in New Jersey. John Arnold, President UBNJ, thanks for joining us last minute on Rack and Fin. This is a big red flag there, brother. Hey, Tom, thanks for having me on. Yes, it is. Uh, you know, this, this bill was introduced once before and uh, was knocked down. But now she's added the component of repealing the 150-foot law for uh, archery equipment. And uh, if it ever gets legs, uh, number one, it's going to seriously hamper uh, deer management in New Jersey. And it's also a huge violation of property owner rights. Go into the property owner dealio here. That This part of it is just absolutely frightening. And what led to it? Well, well what it is is... Uh, if you own a piece of property that's sizable enough to hunt and you either hunt it yourself or you want to give somebody permission to hunt it, you have to notify all your neighbors around you that hunting's going to take place. And all it takes is one to say no or one to not respond back to you. And now you basically legally can't hunt your own property. This is insane. This is absolutely, absolutely insane. Well, John, what led to this? I understand it was there was a hunting accident uh, with a pet or something. What was the deal? Yeah, several years ago, uh, I believe it was in Hunterdon or Warren County, uh, a bow hunter shot a family pet, a dog. The dog looked very much like a coyote, and the the people admitted that they let the dog out to chase deer. It chased the deer into the woods. The hunter thought it was a coyote chasing a deer to take it down. And he shot it. You know what? He real when he realized he made a, mis a horrible mistake. You know, he went to the people. He told them. You know, he, he was mortified. And now all hunters are going to pay for the mistake of one. And the dog was running loose on another person's property. Correct. That is correct. Why has, like has said, that ever, no. has that ever been brought up? No, and you know what? Nobody wants to lose a family pet. I know. I mean, that, yeah. it's a horrible tragedy. I, you know, I'm I'm not playing that down or anything. But as a responsible pet owner, I don't let my dogs run loose. Right. I don't say, oh yeah, they they used to run the deer through the woods. You know, there has to be some responsibility on the pet owner too. And like I said, they, nobody wants to lose a pet, but you know, they, all hunters shouldn't have to pay for one mistake. Well, John, what's being done? What can be done? Uh, and the UBNJ is at the fore on this to uh, to get this thing stopped in its tracks, pun intended. Uh, right now, we've got an online petition. You can go on uh, our website, ubnj.org, our Facebook page. There's links to the petition. We're going to have hard copy petitions uh, in 
sports shops yeah, uh, this uh, over this weekend, and uh, also at our big Father's Day shoot this weekend, and we're also reaching out to some sportsmen friendly to you know kind of get ahead of this uh, right now it's not moving anywhere as far as i know she has no co-sponsors to it so we're hoping it stays that way and it just kind of goes away but we're ready to fight it if it does start moving john it's again not to cry you know chicken little uh, cry wolf whatever you call it but you know cry you know, the, the you know see the, the the sky is falling whatever but the camel under the tent cliche man the camel's nose under the tent Oh, absolutely. And you know what? This is how the the antis know they can't come out and ban hunting. So they chip away. They they do these uh, no-discharge laws in towns. They push right. those through to, to think they can stop hunting. You know, back in the 80s when they tried banning the broadhead. You ban a broadhead, you can't bow hunt. Right. I remember that. You know, oh, I remember luckily, that, yeah. that was defeated. You know, that was defeated. They, they chip away like this. You know, if... if It'll be tens of thousands of acres that are closed to bow hunting if they ever get the perimeter back to 450. And what people don't realize, to be 150 foot from a dwelling, you have to be elevated. Right. You cannot be on the ground, you know. So it's 100% safe. Uh, there's never been an accident of a non-hunter being injured or shot with a, with a bow and arrow. Right. Uh, so... It's just they chip away, and that's what they're trying to do to make it so frustrating to hunt that you just don't hunt. That's it. Yeah, they wear you down by attrition. We're speaking with uh, John Arnold, President of the United Bowhunters in New Jersey. John, give that bowhunter website, please, again. Uh, it's ubnj.org. Our Facebook page is United Bowhunters in New Jersey, and we're on uh, Instagram, uh, United Bowhunters NJ. Okay, John, I have some calls out to some legislators myself who are pro, pro second amendment, pro hunting. So let's uh, let's stay in touch with this. And try to defeat it where, you know, stop it where it is right now. Absolutely. That's what we're trying to do. Okay, John, take care, by the way. Happy Father's Day. Wish you guys to have a great weekend. You take care, man. Same to you, brother. Imagine that. Having to get approval of your neighbors to hunt your own property or to have friends or relatives ever hunt your own property. Man, crazy, crazy, crazy. A freshman, uh, freshman assemblywoman, Shama A. Hader up there. Democrat, of course, District 37, Bergen County. That'll do it for this week on Rack and Fin. Ready to meet Tom P. Get out and enjoy the weekend. Fishing is hot all over. Salt and fresh water. It is just a just a great time to be live. See you next week. Rack and Fin Radio.